Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. It's the podcast where two two guys who are trying to make it make it in the uh, the, the entertainment industry are sharing their experiences and going from right right from the beginning. Uh, my name is comedian. Okay, so my first name's not comedian, but I am comedian Josh Yang. And I am actor Lucas Ng. And today we have a great guest who's, I think I've shared the stage with a little bit. Oh, cool. I believe with. Um, but before we get there, you know what, Lucas, I think, I think it's, it is important to ask you though, have you made it yet? Um, we always ask this and I always try to think of something witty to say. Whoa, was that, was that your call? No, no, I don't have a cough. I don't know what I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, um, but no, I have not made it yet. Uh, but it's been an interesting two days, Josh. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, the show that I was on back in October, called Age of Samurai, finally came out on Smithsonian Channel. Yes. Um, yeah, I have some cool like behind the scenes pictures and everything that I posted up on my Instagram if everyone's anyone's interested. Uh, but. It will drop on Netflix later this year. And furthermore, um, the program, the film school program that I'm in, uh, recently did an award show. And my script that I wrote for a short film uh, got nominated. And also I won a on-roll mention award. I didn't actually win the real thing, but at least, yes. It gives me like some incentive. Wait, how many honorable mentions were there? Uh, One, one. Oh, so guess who was on runner up? Yeah, yeah, this guy, that guy, that guy. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So it's been interesting two days, and it just really provides me some fuel, uh, fuel to go on. Nice, 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 Mister Josh Yang. Yes, have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. Oh, dang. but I feel like my Sleep with Josh podcast has hit another level. Because my daily view counts for the last week or so before uh-huh. uh, was like about the mid-teens da- daily downloads. Uh, yeah. But then last three, four days, boom, 33, 26, 20, today 36. So ooh, I feel like I might have gone to another level of consistent daily downloads. So I'm excited nice. about that. Um, and uh, I re- released an episode, most recent episode, this will come out a little later. Most recent <laughs> episode, I read the complete book of cheese. Um, and uh, yeah, it's starting a new new line of categories within uh, the Sleep with Josh podcast focused on cooking. So yeah, yeah. old cookbooks and, and books on food. So it's a pretty interesting book. 
I didn't yeah. realize you had so many Green Bay Packers fans. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who like cheese. I mean, uh, Wisconsin cheese. And I realized afterwards that I was pronouncing some of the French names wrong. I kept saying Roquefort, but it's Roquefort. Or oh, like, well, there's no hard T. No, there's no hard T because it's French, oh. I guess. And then oh. I kept pronouncing Edom. Edom. Ooh. Where it's supposed to be Edom. <laughs> but Edom sounds better. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, but I guess it's Edom. Uh-huh. You had to eat them. Eat them. The Edom cheese. I'm sure to all the listeners that are that were trying to go to sleep, it must have been so jarring for them to hear the improper pronunciation of cheeses that I just woke them up. I know. I got destroyed by a lot of the other French names. Like I was, I I lost it. I I cracked up during during some of it. But yeah, so you know you can watch that. But enough about us. I think. Today's guest <laughs> is someone that I've met while doing uh, comedy shows. The first time I think I saw him was when he was performing last fall uh, or around summer uh, for the Rice comedy shows that were nice. being uh, going on at the Rivoli uh, downtown Toronto. And he was kind of the mid-in-between act um, kind of performer. So he was uh, singing acoustic covers, uh, original songs, and that kind of stuff. And the awesome. thing that the thing that kind of stood out to me was that he did a acoustic version of uh, Ludacris's. Uh, what is it? Oh, what's oh, what's it called? I looked it up. It's a uh, move. Yeah, move, bitch, get out of the way. So, so he did an acoustic version of that, and me and my friends in the front were like laughing every time he was he just kept saying boo bitch get out of the way get out of the way bitch get out of the way but in acoustic uh in acoustic cover so it was it was pretty good and then later on i remember he was um he was also performing uh during the reception area at the cbc glenn gould studio when mm-hmm. we were doing our rice and fresh rice um showcases there so this next guest long-winded story but this next guest uh, as you can see, the name is on there. He is a local <laughs> Toronto singer-songwriter, uh, mm-hmm. and he's working on some new music that should be put out on um, his SoundCloud, I think, as well as through other uh, venues at the end of the year. Please welcome Danny Lynn. Woo! Danny. There you go. <laughs> you, do you remember? Do you remember that uh, show? Because I, because yes, like I... me and my friends were definitely laughing at the very front. Yes, I do remember it. So, I mean, I've seen you around, Josh, and I, I guess that does make the connection. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, that was that was I had us. Fun doing that. Yeah, it was good. It's a pretty. It's a pretty. Like I always like things that are juxtaposed and out of yeah. like the original is out of the kind of new way version of the context. But um, it's like. Well, just, well, I mean, usually we ask the other question, but for this one, I'll just ask it quickly. But like, why, <laughs> where did you get the idea to just do a cover of Ludacris? So I, I was very inspired by this um, other amazing, just like a musician on YouTube I found a couple years ago. His name is Dan Hennig. Mm. And he's he was super good at just taking these random songs and just putting them into an acoustic setting that you would never expect them to be in. And so um, some examples, it's like, uh, what was it? Um, Little John's, um, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, ski, ski, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the window. Yeah, that was also. The wall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like to do a cover of that. And then, yeah, um, I remember that as well. There was like another, uh, other couple of songs. Yeah, so like 
ever since then, like, so I covered his versions of it. I did put a little bit more twist of my own yeah. into it to make it mm-hmm. even, like, yeah, more punk rock. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's where, yeah, that's where I draw my inspiration from. Nice, nice. Yeah. It was definitely, it's like, at first, I was like, wait a second. It sounds so much more acoustic, much more melodic, but then once you realize and you listen to the lyrics, like, oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the lyrics are. Right, right. But um, yeah, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. And uh, off the top, of course, want to ask you, Danny, have you made it yet? I'm still a ways from where I want to be. So not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'll make it when it's my full time job and it's nowhere close to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, how long have you been doing it for? So uh, there have been periods. I got my, I've been doing it for a while. I've always, I've written, okay, I wrote my first song when I was around 14. And okay. I started, that was a while back. I'm, I'm 27 now. I, I know I look a lot <laughs> younger than I, than, I, uh, than I do here, but um, yeah. 14 first guitar wrote wrote my first song too um played it at school talent shows you know grade nine grade 10 school talent shows it was fun uh i wanted to do that out out, um right as i finished school but instead grade 12 you know asian parents asian parent things yeah they're like (laughs) should probably go to school for science or something and i'm like okay i'll do i'll go to school for science or something uh first year second year um i was really into heavy into music. I went to uh, Toronto, different bars in Toronto. There's this like a uh, promoting promotion company called Supernova. They don't exist anymore, but back then they would help you get gigs. But you, you know, the catch was that you basically performed for free. But yeah. I mean, it's like the exposure, whatever. It was great to get those connections. I actually met a lot of cool guys through that um, network. But uh, after second year, my grades weren't looking good at all. My parents were like, you know, we, we know you love music, but we also just really want you to finish school and focus on that for a bit. So mm-hmm. I did. I stopped performing regularly. Uh, mm-hmm. I would do like the occasional talent show probably once or twice a year here and there at either school or like a friend tells me, hey, I want to come play for a show. I'm like, cool. Uh, fast forward five years of not playing. So I graduated oh. three years of just me focusing. Uh, well, yeah, three years of focusing on song school. I graduated two years of just working. Mm. Then when you saw me, Josh, that was actually just one year of me trying to get back into it. Oh, and, okay. Um, you know, it it was it was it was different. Uh, you know, different settings. I'm sort of like my parents let me do whatever I want now, but at the same time, it's just like wow, I've been so out of practice. The game's mm. a little different. You get a little bit bit more self conscious as you age too. You know, I kept overthinking. Right. And, yeah, instead of just going out there and playing, so. Yeah, so it's been a really long, weird journey, but I've been super active for the past, I would say, two years now. Nice. Right. Get back out. Yeah, in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's encouraging to see because I, I remember, I think, during one of the shows, the the producer Monk show, who we've mentioned a lot on on this and this show, um, was like saying how, I think during one of the shows, I forgot which one it was, saying that like you made the step to pursue it full time, um, kind of semi recently, but um. I mean, was there anything that kind of you were hesitant on when you made that decision once you got back into it to be like, okay, now I'm kind of one year into it again. I'm getting my footing a little bit now. This is something that I definitely, this is what I'm going to do. So 
I have to be honest. I wanted to go full time into this. I haven't. I had to hold back. Um, it was once again really weird stuff. But <laughs> I, I, I work for a bank right now, and yeah. uh, in November I actually did hand in my resignation letter. I was go- I was oh. gonna go like hundred percent into this. Yeah. I, I, but then I gave them five weeks just because I, I'm in a critical role. I wanted them to like find someone like five good weeks. Yeah. At the end of five weeks, um, it was at the end of the fiscal year. There were certain things changing, certain mm. things happening at work. And they asked me really nicely to reconsider. Yeah. They were like, we value you here. Um, and, you know, I, I like them too. And it was more just like, why don't you stay a little bit longer and reassess the situation? <laughs> so I'm like, okay um i you know what i i guess i can do that what can you guys do for me yeah it was really cool they're really flexible uh thursdays and fridays are my busiest gig days mm-hmm. so they actually readjusted my hours i i'm salary based anyways but they readjusted my hours in a way where wow. by thursday after lunch i can leave the office same with friday nice so I'm, like, I'm cool with that <laughs> I'm yeah like, i'm i'm really cool with that it's like so Mondays and Tuesdays, I would work really long days, but it was always worth it. At the because at the end of the week, I saw that light, you know, like I'm yeah. like, I can still do what I love, and I don't have to worry about where my, you know, next paycheck is coming from. Oof. So that extended onto where we are right now. Um, Yo, what a great decision, dude, <laughs> right? Danny! You 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 made it, and yeah, you found <laughs> just, a place. <laughs> just for that, yeah, you definitely made it. At, at like managing to go into COVID and everything, at least with a job. Holy. I I will say that that was just the weirdest luck ever. You know, I could have never seen this coming. And yeah, um, they were like telling me like, you know, why don't you think about it? Maybe around February, you can see if you still want to stay with the company or not. Whoa. Well, yeah, February comes around. And I'm just like, guys, I'm staying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything's getting shut down. There's no more bars or live entertainment. Yeah. I think I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay for you know, just see what happens. Oh yeah. Wow, oh, that's shout out to that bank, man. Good on you, man, for having that foresight to still stay with the company, even though you were set on doing, uh, even though you were set on leaving. You know, it was a, it was at a point where I looked at it, it was a win-win situation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm like. I'm I'm an opportunist and this is a great opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of it really is is really tough if you're like cuz if you go through the mindset of being a, an artist you got to put 100% in it, which you do, but then at the same time, you know, you don't have to always go the starving artist ro- role road. Mm-hmm. Road just because it's like kind of what is you know, personified within the the identity of it but like sometimes all you just need i mean especially with uh the changing factors with how people work these days it's a lot more flexible and if you're trying to pursue art it's usually performance wise it's usually like later at night you kind of manage it a little bit better yeah (laughs) yeah so i feel like the environment is definitely a little bit better now yeah with with how you know with how bars right now are all closed and venues are are shuttered right now are you doing any like live streams right now for your new music or how are you still engaging with your fans i try my best to um take open mics that i can take uh and see the the dynamic is a little weird in the sense to where working from home is nice and everything but sometimes um you it's not that it's harder to set the boundaries but there's some Mm. sometimes yeah like when Mm. works at home it's harder to get away from it. Yeah. 
because uh yeah like and you know we we they're always busy times and not busy times uh, as as working for a bank covid i will tell you has been a very busy time for us and yeah we are trying our best to make sure that we accommodate all our customers and that sometimes includes me not being able to perform all the time because mm -hmm. i'm working quite quite a lot later <laughs> on some days but when i can uh tuesday nights there there's a open mic on facebook i like to oh, cool. join and stream and um other than that it's just here and there yeah yeah so okay. I try my best, but like I said, it, it's different where I also feel, I have to admit, I feel less accountable to do as much music just because <laughs> I'm not outperforming as much. Yeah. So I, I find myself sort of like making up like some sort of mental excuse. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's not live, live anyways. It's okay. Yeah, I agree. Like also for me in writing new material, it's tough because there isn't any there aren't as many opportunities to do it. Um, but nowadays it seems like there's, there are small things popping up. There's like a, um, a comedy show uh, Friday nights at one of the parks somewhere um, that I, I've heard is starting to be a little bit more set. It's like everything's socially distanced. People are pretty far away and, and there's one person with them. With like a microphone and a speaker, and I think with Toronto and Ontario entering phase three and allowing bigger groups, that won't be as big of a problem moving forward. But um, there is actually one open mic, kind of not really an open mic, but it no, it is an open mic. So there's this mic in uh, Kensington Market. Okay. I don't know if you heard of it's literally right in front of this um, Donair shop. Okay. I forgot what what street it is, but it's pretty central. It's kind of like it's at a cross at a cross where like some of the main streets in Kensington are. And I, I walked around there a couple weekends ago and there were just live musicians playing on that mic. And I went up, asked them, it's like, Oh, Hey, uh, I do comedy. So like, what's, what's, what's the deal with this mic? And they were like, Oh yeah, we just have this mic out kind of 4 PM every day or on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, just a bunch of random musicians. If they go in and do perform a couple sets of music and it seems very open it's like you come in come go in and out so i maybe want to check that out in kensington market on the weekends just in case yeah, thanks man yeah it's like a it's open cool, it is it was like a it was an open setup so like people walking on the streets were just able to like sit and listen and then there's like some patio bars on the other side of the street so when people when i you know was there having a beer and stuff like there was just live music kind of outside so that was also a cool vibe nice yeah yeah um, give that a look give it a look yeah danny when i was listening to some of your stuff like like meant to be and, and farewell like i i gather that i'm i might be wrong too but i gather some of your influences could possibly be like um like almost like a tom DeLong kind of feel to it mixed in with some kind of ed sheeran but also mixed in with the sadness of like jeff buckley um, can you go into a bit more about your influences and that's what? That's awesome. Yeah, really good observations, man. <laughs> oh, cool. So that's the kind of. So I come from the uh, emo punk era, uh, My Chemical Romance. Oh, um, the youth. Seconds to Mars. Yeah. So I grew up yeah. listening to music. You know, like at first it was like a little bit of Green Day, but then once these other guys started coming up, and you know, emo punk, Panic at the Disco. Um, <laughs> yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, Marina's Trench, all those. You know, like. Kind of stuff so 
I, what I loved about that was just how raw and honest the lyrics are and yeah. the emotion is behind each and every song. So I never felt the need to <clears throat> like censor or like hold back any of my emotions, my music. Mm-hmm. But I guess the more I grew up too, I, I fell in love with like other types of like artists such as, yeah, um, Jeff, Buck- Jeff Buckley, I listened to a bit of his stuff and um, more so, I guess, John Mayer when it comes to oh, like, yeah, his yeah. style of lyricism. Um, and who else is there? Uh, I guess, yeah, Sam Smith, uh, Ed Sheeran, um, Neo, actually, I really liked. Interesting. Uh, so, like, a lot of, I guess, sort of more R&B soul in terms of, I guess, the, the feeling of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every, every one of my songs, people tell me are very sad but that's because you know i'm one of the writers where i can't write happy music (laughs) really right when i feel the most vulnerable and that's when i'm really you know yeah down state (laughs) (laughs) so so i guess it's fair to say that in terms of like where you grab the most inspiration it's like you're just is it kind of like something emotional happen or a thought comes across and you're like this seems like something i want to talk about so you just you write out the lyrics and and start putting two to it oh yeah um pretty much what my songs mostly are about i growing up um i've always struggled with trying to figure out who i really am or who i really want to be in terms Mm -hmm. of like an artist Mm. because i know i'm an artist deep inside but there are all these like social expectations of you to be some sort of uh breadwinner or just be really independent and really strong in terms of like especially in asian culture you know like where yeah as a young asian man there's a lot of certain types of expectations and artists usually isn't along the lines of there my now my parents have always been really supportive ones but my dad is the youngest out of 10 siblings so i had a lot of it it's the external family you know the extended yeah that can be a little critical and a little there's a lot of expectations but i guess the older i got the more i could prove myself as i guess an artist and also like just manage my i guess my career my full-time career Mm -hmm. it it, it's been really paying off so i write a lot about identity issues uh in terms of that like where i feel like i'm lying like i'm living as a different person to please that like i i have other songs that i will put out there but there's one called hollow that really just talks about wanting to be saved from pretending to be someone else Mm -hmm. and um i also write a lot about heartbreak because you know uh we do that we i i've always been a hopeless romantic and (laughs) now 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 i'm just like not attracted to anyone or anything so i'm writing about that too (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Hey, you, you got to use what, whatever you can. Every, anything is like, that's the thing about like, uh, I think like acting or anything of these subjective okay. manners, creating these type of things. It's like, you can use all of your experiences. You don't, you don't have to exactly. be limited to like talking about what everybody else is kind of, you know, talking about right now. I, I feel like mm-hmm. in those situations where you feel like you can talk about the things that no one else is talking about, but you specifically want to talk about, that's where you yeah. kind of can stand out. A bit right and to oh, yeah. i mean to your credit i've never heard songs romantic songs about not being romantically interested in anybody that could be that could be a very yeah, interesting yeah. thing to, to look into but um no I yeah mean, like meant to be sounds like 
breakup song or a love song. So it's it's mm-hmm. what it is, but meant to be is actually a song about me having to choose between keeping my relationship with someone or pursuing my relationship with music because there's not enough time oh. to do either. So I wrote it in a way where it's it sounds like I'm talking about two romantic partners, but mm. about the fact that uh, you know it, it's not your fault. I just really want to do music, and I yeah. still care about you. But it seems like this ain't gonna work. So I'm gonna make a choice, and yeah, that song exists because I <laughs> decided made that choice. Yeah, <laughs> make that choice. I I remember watching some of your uh, most recent YouTube videos and. Yeah. Like you legitimately said, um, this is another sad song, and I think that was your intro to "Farewell" when you were saying that. Um, do you? And this is more going into like how you want to present yourself too. Do you find like you want to balance the the sadness with the with a with a happiness kind of intro so that you can at least straddle through those two extremes of emotions? Yeah. Uh... Really, really good question. So uh, I'm, I'm naturally just really awkward, and I, I can be a little, I can talk a little too much sometimes. So I just embrace that when it comes to the stage. Before I <laughs> go to my songs, I like to just, yeah, just put some humor out there. You know, clear. What do you, what do you say? Just like, uh, just keep talking until I feel like I should start singing. <laughs> usually, it's like a really fun and funny way to just get into it but also to sort of catch people off guard i like to do that like to surprise people a little bit with my music and then at first you think it's all like this oh hey look at him he's so happy and all chilled and i sing the song they're like wow that's a 180 degrees man yeah so i like to do that yeah i like to balance it just so i want people to remember that i am i am happy like as a performer Mm. but this is just a snippet of my life at that moment where I really had to let these emotions out or else mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as happy as I am right now. Mm. Would you would you say that that's like one of the main things as to what has attracted you to pursuing this kind of music career, to making that kind of tough decision between yeah. a person you love and the love of the music? Like, what is it about performing that makes you, you know, want to do it and you know that when you're up there it's like you can't you don't want to do anything else i totally understand and i'm pretty sure as artists yourself you probably feel this way don't you just feel like you're the most honest version of yourself when you're performing yes oh yeah 100 yeah, percent. if anything those are like almost word for word for what i've said before was like when when i'm up there i just feel like this is this is this feels right it's like yeah. this is the moment where i can be the purest version of what I like would want to be. Exactly. Yeah. And like, so yeah, like at that moment when I'm performing, that's all that matters, you know, everything else in my head's just whatever, you know, like at this moment it is now and I am enjoying now and it's, yes. So it's that feeling of just being myself and just being honest on stage that inspires me to get out there whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, your, your song "Rain." Um, uh, you had your uh, another person that was featured on it. Her, I think her first name was Paige or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Remember, um, when you do go into your your writing mode, do you usually write for like a two person part, or is it just more mainly focused on you that when you write parts for your music? I I usually just write parts for myself. So as a singer songwriter, all I've been used to is like using my guitar as like the accompaniment and my mm-hmm. lyrics and vocals as the main driver. 
mostly my lyrics in general. I, 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 I guess I like to pride myself as a songwriter more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But recently, I have been trying to diversify, write different types of music, and write for other people. And awesome. Funny you brought that up because Paige and I became friends at an open mic. And later on, after hearing her voice, it's phenomenal. I, mm-hmm. I was able to write a song called Bloodied Scars that I had her in mind performing. And awesome. she she's the one that kills it. I like to perform my own song from time to time, but yeah. it's not the same as you know, like when she does it. Mm-hmm. So definitely now I'm getting more and more used to writing with other people, writing for other people, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That is a completely different skill set that I think many people oh, yeah. don't or at least are, are unaware of improving just right. because you can't do everything all at once. So if anything, if you're going to get a collaborative spirit, it's a really beneficial yeah. skill set to have. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think it, it must activate different you know, parts of your own creativity. Um, when it comes down to it. It does. Yeah. The more I collaborate, the more I realize that I can write about other stuff and I can write other types of music. So it's I would recommend that for every artist out there. Like I know as an art you feel like, oh, you know, my, my, my work is so sacred sometimes or like or just oh, yeah. you just don't it, it feels weird because it's such mm-hmm. a vulnerable part of you that it yeah. gets hard to share it and it gets hard to work with it. Like and then sometimes other artists feel that way too. But once you understand that, well, there's two ways to look at it. Sometimes you just go in not expecting a thing and to just have fun and mm-hmm. to just do whatever comes to you. Or you find that right person you want to work with that you are okay sharing your vulnerable self with and they're okay sharing their vulnerable self with too to make something beautiful too together. You know, So there's two ways to go about it. Awesome. Um, just going back into like some of your first shows after your, your hiatus and performing, what were some of like the two major mental barriers you have to go uh, get through before you were comfortable being on stage? Um, I guess the biggest one was just getting comfortable being out there again, just mm-hmm. not thinking too much. And um, it's like when you've been out of practice for something so long, you, you feel rusty but you soon realize that it's all in your own head like Mm -hmm. other people don't know how good you are you know what i mean like in your head you have like this image of being like perfect but you don't have to be you just have to go out there and enjoy yourself so that's the biggest thing trying Mm -hmm. to get rid of that self-info self-imposed vision of like that illusion of perfection that i need Mm. to obviously it's good to hold yourself to a standard but don't do it in a way that it's a, that is detrimental to you. Like I just had to get myself up there performing and sharing again. So that's yeah. one thing just to get past that. The other thing too is uh, to realize that uh, I guess the other barrier was um, when I first performed, they were, I haven't written any new songs. So I was just like performing stuff mm. um, ages ago, like five or six, maybe 10 years ago, actually for some of my songs. And I had to start getting comfortable with being vulnerable about myself again. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I started writing again. But at first, all I could do was just perform my old stuff. Because as now, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you know, back then as a teenager, I wasn't afraid to share that stuff. But now, like I said, the older you get, the more you just overthink everything. And I was just like, or like not overthink, but you just get so self-conscious. And it's tough. Yeah. I- I totally know what you mean then. Like, 
I'm 32 now and I'm like going back into film school, pursuing acting and everything like that. And I'm like, man, my friends are getting, are having babies or owning houses. And it, you really get into your head. It's like, am am I a failure? Like, Mm. this is, this is getting too deep for myself. I I don't know if you feel that same way sometimes, Josh, but at least that's something that I'm going through. Oh, absolutely. I I think like with any of this, pursuing this, these type of, you know, passion projects, it's always, it makes you feel like, you know, the later you start, the worse off you are. Like you see other like young comedians, young actors, young musicians, like kidding it big at like, yeah, happier age, like (laughs) early twenties getting this, these big shows and stuff like that. And like, they're the hottest Uh things or whatever, but it's the more, the more I'm doing, the more I think about it though, especially for me, it's like sometimes you would sometimes you kind of realize if you were younger and you were trying to pursue it you wouldn't have gone very far because you weren't really that good yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're young like i don't think i would have been able to i think i would have might have been okay like but i wouldn't have the same perspective mm-hmm. or like nuance in thinking that i can approach my material with and that that only comes with doing other things experiencing life and like putting that into the material and then hopefully you know, depending on how it goes in the next few years, maybe it turns into something. But Mm -hmm. like there are, that's kind of like one of the things where I realize for a lot of people, if you know what you want to do early on, that's kind of a blessing because Mm -hmm. then you can go in full hearted into that mode and try and fail for the first five, six years and for the first beginning, get rid of all those failure years and then move on and then be able to like, you know, get into your late twenties, early thirties and try to get into it, um, with Mm -hmm. that experience. But then at the same time, you know, there's, it's also not too late. If you try, you know, whenever you start getting into it, you, you, you have no idea. Like, I I think I remember like Gene Hackman as a actor as well. Like he was doing, he kept doing things for years, but he didn't really become huge until like later on in, in his career where he was able to enter an acting age or a character or like kind of a, a look that he was able to elevate and then turn into like one of the, you know, most well-known actors of Absolutely. his time. Mm-hmm. So like, you never know. Yeah. I mean, Danny, you did mention it before you, you wrote your first song when you said you were 14. Yeah. Everything. Did you ever like perform that uh, in your later years uh, currently, like right now? Yeah, actually. Um, I guess it's not really my first song song, but it's like the first song I really felt was, something to perform and it's called gone like sleep i actually probably have it on my youtube channel and look it up yeah it's one of uh yeah it's a very it's it's one of the first times where i feel like i was just so honest with how i felt and yeah it's i still perform it and it still has a special meaning to me (laughs) and it's I feel like the older I get with it, though, the more uh, I want to do with it. Uh, that's the other thing. Um, all my old songs have eventually go through like a reimagining, mm-hmm. and you know, with all the experience, with all the I guess changes in life, I I give I breathe new life into them. But mm-hmm. that one song, on like especially, it's just lyrically. I felt like lyrically, I I did pretty well with that song, and I just look back at it, I'm just like, cool, <laughs> nice, cool. 
Yeah, I mean, like if you keep churning them out and then keep putting them out there, you like also I think music is even more of like uh, who knows what is gonna hit, what isn't gonna hit. Like yeah. Lizzo, Lizzo's song that really blew up. That like she did that a couple years ago. Like some of her other songs were that were blowing up. It wasn't this year or last year that she did it. It was years before, and like yeah. just gotta put it out in the ether and see what happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think one thing I like to remind any artists is that you're doing this for yourself, you know, like mm. just, yeah. just love your art and just do your art. Like, you know, the more you do it, the more you learn from it. And that's something I had to like learn too. I, I was so self-conscious trying to always write for the sake of sometimes for the sake of writing, sometimes to try and please others. <laughs> but I, I realized the happiest and my best songs are where I'm just honest with myself and you just trust your own process and just do it. Yeah. Just put it out there. Awesome. Nice. Just do the work. Put it out there. Yeah. Dude. Speaking of learning, when did you first pick up the, the guitar? Uh, when I came to Canada, actually, I think I was fifteen. Uh, yeah, I was fifteen when I came to Canada. My oh, wow. My dad gave me uh, I guess a gift. He was just like, "Hey, we're in Canada now. Is there anything you really want?" I'm like, <laughs> Not even a hockey stick. You you wanted a guitar. <laughs> No, I've never been a sporty person. I have two oh. left feet, man. <laughs> but when it came to that guitar, I was just like, Dad, it's okay if I got a guitar. I really like music. I mean, my dad's cool. Like I said, my parents are really cool, man. And so that was just like, yeah, sure. Uh, and then we went to, back then it was Walter's Music Store back in Square One on uh, Mississauga. So I went there, I got my guitar, and that was it. And I went on YouTube, actually, and just learned how to play. Oh, no way. Videos, and yeah, just a lot of self-taught experimenting, listening to other, I guess, acoustic music I like. Like, rock, like, I like to do a lot of just bars and chords and strumming because mm. it, it is, like I said, from that <laughs> era of music is where I'm from, the punk, emo punk era. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Dude, I, I still sometimes t- play the Black Parade, and I'm like, they don't make music like this anymore, man. Hundred percent agree, man. And, yeah, it. I just like, especially, so Gerard Way, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Just every like, if it weren't for him, I I feel like I wouldn't know how to write music. You know. Wow. Like just because I just love how listening to his music, I've always just felt felt him. You know, like you were literally like part of his soul at that point like, <laughs> yeah so yeah that's what inspired me to just write whatever i need to write yeah uh-huh. yeah I, I feel you man like guys like jimmy Eat world were always like that with me yeah, too yeah. um but just yeah th- there was something about that that like the vulnerability that you feel back in high school um the raw emotions that and then you also have the music of like my chemical romance that like just Ex, ex, you feel those feelings even more exponentially just because your hormones are going crazy anyways <laughs> yeah oh my god but yeah like um what other music are you listening to right now that inspires you um dua lipa future nostalgia is an amazing album man like so i've been i've also been a big fan of like the bgs and stuff like funk and disco and stuff too nice. oh, i love it <laughs> and to hear future nostalgia just coming to play like this, where she's mixing like fun EDM elements with like yeah. funk and disco, is like beautiful. This is so beautiful. The lyrics, nothing. She like she doesn't. Her team, like her, like as an artist, she doesn't like also like I don't know, cheap out on anything. The lyrics are good. The music is good. Mm. Like mm-hmm. the way 
it's presented is amazing so that's like my biggest like thing right now just that like is so good like she's just so good <laughs> awesome. yeah I, I i definitely need to start listening to her music more because i remember some of her big hits before and then i saw her the other day on uh on the youtube series uh hot ones and then okay. i was reminded it's like oh yeah she's also very attractive uh, <laughs> so i should also to look into look into that as well um but um i i mentioned off the top a little bit as well that you're you're going to be like releasing some new stuff at the end of the year. Like, can you right. tell us kind of like what, what this new stuff is? So I'm working with the guy. That's another thing I learned. I can't do everything uh, on my own sometimes as a musician. Mm -hmm. Like I said, sometimes you get so protective of your art. You realize that it might be just better to have other people join you and work with you. So I have a producer uh, that I'm working with. He's really, he, he understands me and I like what he does. I'm working on meant to be and rain rain two of my, I guess songs that I really like, but mm -hmm. they're they're just songs I, I want to just put out there and to share. And we have plans to like slowly mold my image towards more of a, I guess, modern sound. I still want to mm. incorporate my emo elements, but also bring in some of the funk and disco here where I can nice. and see where it takes me. Really, there's yeah. a lot of experimenting that I'm really excited about. But yeah, mm -hmm. it'll be rain rain. I meant to be whenever i can get that figured out covid really held us back because i couldn't see him and and i tried to send him tracks from here but it's it's different it's different when you're not working together with you know, yeah yeah sometimes you just you need that studio time and you need that um in-person collaboration for sure exactly. but um yeah no it sounds good we're, we're definitely looking forward to seeing um thank you how that comes out with um i think we're pretty much up to the time for the uh podcast so at the end of the podcast what we always like to do is we play a little word association game uh kind of like a palate cleanser i always stick with my 10 uh words because i guess it's too hard to come up with 10 different words <laughs> um but then uh luke is always is pretty good with coming up with, up with brand new words so uh we'll do it um how about I, I'll start off okay. uh, and like with every word that I say, just say the first word that comes to your mind. It, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the first, like a word. It can just, it can be like an expression or an, ima yeah. an image in your head. But first thing that comes to your mind. So I'll get started right now. So clear your head of everything. And the first word is family. Happiness. Pineapple. Not good on pizza. <laughs> Rain. Go away. <laughs> that was actually, that's been there for a while, but it actually works pretty well with your song. Rain, <laughs> rain. Yeah. All right. Next song. Or right, next word. Alone. Um, wow. Uh, just an image came into my head. Um, just alone. Just sometimes you gotta be. Hmm motivation um, honesty kumquat fruits <laughs> yes <laughs> i i think it is a fruit i should look it up um mountain ain't no mountain high enough <laughs> tightrope oh uh, crossing it like balancing 
satisfied? Poutine. Uh, <laughs> nice. I fully support that word. And finally, ending. It's a new beginning. Nice. Cool. All right, Lucas. All right. You ready for the next time? All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right. Here we are. Here we are. <clears throat> First word. Care. Bear. Nice. Buckley. Oh, man. Uh, medicine. <laughs> Clapton. I don't know. <laughs> King. Queen. Time. Is of the essence. Ooh, nice. Tea. Tea? Like caffeine, man. <laughs> Name. Uh, Geronimo for some reason. <laughs> Inspired. Um, music. Film. Music. Last word, Danny. That's just me. Nice, nice. Nice, nice. All right. Thank you, Thank you Danny Lynn. For Thank you so much for having me, guys. Joining on the, the Have We Made It Yet podcast. Um, what are your handles and social media stuff and anything you want to promo? So Danny Lynn, uh, at Danny Lynn on Instagram, D-A-N-N-Y-L-W-I-N. And um, on YouTube, just Danny Lynn Music. Uh, just put music at the end of my name. And a lot of random videos will pop up because, like I said, my parents are really cool. And they're really supportive of me. Aww. So you know, Age like oh man, videos from ten years ago and yeah, <laughs> nice permanent oh record of my high school years on Facebook thanks to my parents. <laughs> That's so great. Nice. That's great. Um, Lucas, what are your handles? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Lucas John Ng. N G is my last name, just two letters on Instagram and on Facebook. Great. And okay. uh, for me, it's uh, you can find me at Josh Yang on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, um, YouTube as well. I just put one clip on there. I should put some other stuff on there. Oh. Uh, and if you want to listen to more of my sweet, sweet boys, uh, you could listen to the Sleep With Josh podcast. Um, it's a sleep aid podcast if you want to listen to that. And um, yeah, it's across all uh, podcast platforms. And also, please do not forget to follow uh, and subscribe to this podcast, this YouTube channel, Have We Made It Yet, at H-W-M-I-Y podcast on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, uh, Facebook, and, and all that good stuff. Actually, you know what? I looked up on Twitter uh, if any, like if it appears anywhere else, and apparently there is one person, H-W-M-I-Y, and they're Korean. So it's like, it's, H, it's a Korean name to a certain oh. degree it may be the spelling <laughs> obviously it's a little different <laughs> but um yeah so it's the Humi podcast um and please like and subscribe on everything all right great thank you for uh joining us danny and mm -hmm. we'll see everybody next week awesome see you later bye bye
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.